podcast. We are back. We're back talking movies. This is Polarized Podcast. How's it going, everyone? Happy belated Valentine's Day. Uh, We're coming to you live and direct. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, this is Polarized Podcast. Uh, This is a podcast about movies, polarizing movies, uh, polarizing the sense of Rotten Tomato scores. Uh, Sometimes critics love it. Sometimes they uh, don't love it. And then we're talking about movies that have a large disparity between critics and audiences. Today, we are talking about Gloria Bell, starring Julianne Moore. But before we get into it, I need help really lovingly talking about this (laughs) Uh, with my forever guest and co-host, somebody that I'm so excited to talk about this movie with, Mr. James Lindsay. How are you? Well, hello, hello. Happy, uh, Happy belated Valentine's Day to all you all you lovers out there and um i'm so excited to talk about this movie and i'll just say right right out of the gate this this message of this movie was a message of self-love and that goes for all those people out there too that are you know maybe you don't have like a certain romantic special someone this this past valentine's day but i did not yeah i love yourself regardless regardless if you do or don't this is uh this is a time where you can express that love in a variety of ways to family members of course and and Mm -hmm. any anyone else but also don't forget yourself and take care of yourself treat yourself out there and uh and yeah that's that's something that we should all not take for granted of is is ourselves exactly we're the ones living our lives and you know it you got to learn to love yourself it's such an important thing um and it's hard at times like i personally you know forget about it and you gotta you know you gotta remember you're the one that's getting through this thing called life and you got to take care of yourself uh i so i and critics and critics love this movie they gave it a 91 percent certified fresh and uh Audiences uh, gave it a forty six percent, and they were very polarized on the Rotten Tomatoes about this movie, uh, this Gloria, yes. this Gloria Bell movie from tw- twenty eighteen, which I only had just heard of. Um, but mm-hmm. this is this is uh, so great to be back, Brandi- Brandini, great Brandini, I must say, it's great to be <laughs> it back. It is, it is. Oh, oh here, man, baby. so we're 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 back live and direct, as you said. Uh, hmm. Uh, right up so, to your face. <laughs> <laughs> we got, oh man, that's a time when we got to make drops or do, yeah, because yeah, no, having no. a little music stings in there <laughs> sounds like so much fun. Um, it just, I, I need to get one of those little soundboards. Uh, we both need our separate soundboards. Yeah. Oh, it's too fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know about this movie until yesterday. We were talking because um, of scheduling, like, we need to, you know, do two movies this week. And uh, James proposed, you know, should we do a romantic movie? I mean, it's Valentine's Day, right? And I was like, I'm totally into that idea. And, uh, you know, I looked at the list and I shot out, uh, is this romantic? I think is the name of the movie. Uh, It stars, um, I don't know any of their names. Adam and anyways, uh, it's look uh, it up. 
It's uh, <laughs> Rebel Wilson. Not you, James, but I was putting is that, that on the Rebel, listener. Is it Rebel Wilson's? In, isn't it? Rebel Wilson? Yes, yes, yes. yes. And Adam Divine. And Adam Divine. Correct. Yes. Um. So I threw that movie out. It seemed like a really ridiculous movie. Liam was, Hemsworth, uh, Priyanka Chopra, Betty Gilpin. Oh, I like Betty Gilpin. Interesting. But yes, this these were our movies that we last minute yesterday we were. They were locked. They were locked up. They were polarized against each other. Yeah, <laughs> well, I would. I, I would actually argue that just like most of the time on this podcast is like you proposed an idea. You're like, I got this a twenty four movie, and I was like, I want to do that <laughs> too. But then to be amicable, let's flip a coin. Yeah, and so we flipped a coin between uh, Gloria Bell and isn't this romantic? And yeah, Gloria Bell was the winner. And I'm excited that it was the winner. I think I think I got a lot more out of that coin flip than yeah I would have gotten the other way. And we'll never know. I mean, maybe maybe next year we'll do a. Oh, you know what? Yeah, isn't for sure. I mean, I'm not putting right. Isn't it romantic or something? If if uh, if we want to, but at the same time, yeah, I shouldn't say they polarize against each other. We they have nothing to do with each other besides being romantic movies. I in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. But we put them in the polarized battle battle arena, yeah. and uh, we flipped the coin and sent "Isn't it romantic?" back to the back to the brig, <laughs> and then we we uh, we it's like now going to be locked away in a prison yes. for a year. <laughs> for a year, you will return next Christmas for another coin flip. <laughs> oh man, that's brutal. We should do that though. What if yeah. it's just uh, we punted a whole another year after that because it doesn't win the coin flip? Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's just sitting and there. it's in the polar kingdom there. yeah well we're definitely doing that that sounds like but <laughs> more coin flips more more chance but yeah so we so gloria bell won and which was perfect because i had already planned for some self-care you know as a single guy i was like i'm gonna make myself dinner and i went to trader joe's and i picked out a uh, a lovely steak some broccolini and then some oh uh, yeah a medley of russet potatoes or like the small uh you know heirloom potatoes or i i can't remember the exact term for them but yeah, yeah like and fingerling then, or something some shit something like that not fingerling because yeah. fingerling's like a, a, a long oh oblong. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but yeah like it, you know there was like a purple potato and a gold potato oh, okay. and a red potato but oh. they're like little potatoes i love that um and so i made uh i made mashed potatoes out of them which was with dill very good and then i cooked up that steak with some garlic and some butter and then yeah roast of the broccolini and then so i got this whole great meal and then i watched this movie and it was just such a time i had such a blast that's such a nice pairing with this movie (laughs) (laughs) like nice meal and i i don't know it's like uh it has some rises and falls to love that aren't in some other romantic movies. And sometimes like mm-hmm. a, like a meal, uh, you, you kind of indulge a little bit and then it kind of has, there's a fallout <laughs> about how much, I don't know. I'm not, maybe I'm projecting what your meal was like <laughs> a little maybe, bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But I, I'm, I'm here for it. What, how, what, what's happening to my meal? Oh, I just, I, I like, I'm glad it sounds like maybe not indulge a little bit indulgent sort of meal, just like you treated yourself a little bit, you know, yeah. and I, there's just some, uh, some of that indulgence at like, uh, the first act of this movie. And then there's like mm. the, 
more what's going to happen after they they have that big meal at the you know first night they meet is they just go for it and they and they dance and they uh and they make love and then they're like all in and then they you get to see as the as the audience i'm just saying like a little bit more of what's going to happen how are they going to are they going to make it or are they going to like carry on or is it you know like going to be one of those other romantic movies that might be like oh they got together it's all good um but how that how that metaphor tracks with the meal metaphor i'm not sure if i thought the the whole thing out completely uh but that meal sounds delicious and i think we talked we talked last night as well before you had this meal did you you had yourself a negroni as well oh yeah big big fan of negronis (laughs) i'm a huge negroni head yeah Mm. uh such a wonderful bev I just and I it was the best thing ever happened to me too the other day is I got served a TikTok and it was just this three minute long video of this guy that was like so the Negroni is a one for one for one cocktail and but he was describing every like uh ingredient in that and what it's doing and then Mm -hmm. just changing the levels a little bit instead of doing one for one, doing like one and a half to like 75, things like that. And I got served that and I was like, fuck yes, dude. And now, yeah, just like a great Negroni is it's bellissima. It's so (laughs) uh, it's bitter. It's boozy. It's, it's honestly the new old fashioned for me. I'm, uh, I'm down to mix that up a bit too. Cause I, I think, I mean, Watching this movie was kind of fun because I took a Vegas trip of my own recently and yes, at, yeah, a, yeah. at a couple bars there, I was like, you know what? It was like kind of later in the night. It's like an old fashioned like sounds good in this and in certain atmospheres. And that maybe I'm my my uh repertoire of like cocktail menu in my head isn't like as good as I want it to be sometimes. But like I know mm-hmm. I kind of want, yeah, like maybe something boozy, like whiskey or bourbon or something like that. And I'm like, you know, old fashioned, I'm familiar enough with that one. And then, like after the fact, I'm like, you know, Negroni, yeah, that that would have been good because I was in New Orleans one time, uh huh, they might say, and I got myself <laughs> one there. That was one of my first, and it was, and the guy was he just was, uh, gave gave me this whole story about like I don't know, I was just want to be asking a, a stupid question, not a stupid question, but just like I think I asked him like, hey, he's like, what do you want to drink? And I was just like, I'm in a new city, I'm gonna be naive and just ask questions and just like i don't know what's your favorite and he's like like here or in general i'm like in general sure but like what he's like negroni i was like give me that sure that sounds great and he like and i asked him like why he uh why he liked it and everything and i know it it reminded me of of your answer as well and it was really nice nighttime and uh is that it's yeah what's the flavor profile you'd say Sweet it is uh, either sweet and bitter. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely nailed it. That's how I would describe it. And then it's herbaceous too. So it's kind of got like you're swapping out for like in a bourbon, there's, there's like the middle notes of it that you're swapping out for herbaceousness as opposed to more like, God, how do you describe it? It's, it's like more apple and maple and instead you're getting more like uh, the elderberry with, I can't remember what the 
herb is in Campari, but it's like a it's a sweet liqueur bitters, right? Is that how it goes? I might be totally fucking this up. Oh no, we're but, we're we're, uh, we're figuring out. Like, yeah, uh, but it was, it was nice. The, yeah. I saw uh, a gin and tonic be served with like real juniper berries and just like a whole like little <sighs> little like a uh, small handful of juniper berries mixed in there, and it was just awesome and. The guy was talking about, he's like, yeah, I specifically asked them to bring juniper berries because I just think it looks great. And he was like, someone's seen someone express that passion for a drink and everything, which, yeah, it's a gin and tonic, you know, I've had, but never, that's not like (sighs) a usual thing. And to hear the bartender himself just be like, I'm so glad you noticed it because I really make it like important for me to get that. And as a part of my, my bar and, uh, I don't know. And it, he, it's, it's cool when they take passion in, in something. And I try not to be so, so much like that to every single bartender uh, server I meet is asking a bunch of questions if it's not uh, the right time, maybe. But it's it's fun to learn because it's, a good move, though. it's just, yeah, it's how I learn. <laughs> yeah, I know. that's how we all learn. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're just getting. Yeah. I- I feel like that's a quicker way to get to a better place is to ask questions as opposed to make assumptions. Right. So I would, be, yeah, I don't be know. open. I, I mean, as, again, this, this, this movie we're, we're going to talk about mm. is like, was such an inspiration to uh, Gloria Bell's attitude towards life and her open mindedness. And, uh, at, at her, at her age and everything too. And it was just inspiring to watch her go through her trials and tribulations and come out the other side. Um, with all the knowledge she had and still have that, that spirit. And, uh, yeah, I think you're, you can still be learning all throughout whatever, whatever age. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So we're just, uh, we're when we can, uh, learn from, uh, from movies. That's what, I mean, that's what's so cool about, you know, these, these movies and everything too. And, absolutely it's about it's it's attempting to be about a more somewhat realistic situation and real people and uh that was that was yeah. cool to see them uh you know yeah they all they went to restaurants enjoyed the finer things and that's how they uh let loose you can go to go to vegas and everything and that's uh those are the climactic kind of big moments for them for sure man it it was mainly the between the people, but those locations, it was, you know, it was Los Angeles it, and Vegas, which I am, I'm, you know, familiar yeah, with. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, it, this movie did so well to make me understand the, the things that are going on emotionally for a woman, her age, which how would I know that otherwise? And I think, and please anybody email us and tell, uh, tell me that I'm wrong, but I just, I get a really good sense that this is a lived in real person. And this is what they're going through. That's probably similar to people like them, which is, it could just be your age. It could be your gender. It could be where you're living. Like all of those things uh, just play such an important factor and have such an impact. And it's and it is being taken in and worked through in this movie. And yeah, just I don't know. There's so much that I can relate to. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what's so wonderful about this. And not just, you know, uh, Julianne Moore Gloria, but like also to um, what is it? Totoro. John Totoro. Uh, Yeah. John Totoro. Is it Arnold? Is that his name in the the movie? Uh Uh-huh. 
Cause it's yeah, just like, I sure. just always remembered it in the, just like, Oh God, it's Arnold calling again. <laughs> when he, he just leaves. That was so crazy. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I was losing it. Uh, yeah. Because, oh my God. Oh, uh, Okay, so let's yeah, let's cool. let's go. I mean a little let's back, open up a little back, backstory yeah. of, the, of the movie. I don't know if you if you knew as well. It's a shot for shot remake of remake. Uh, okay. of a Chilean movie that was made uh, only a few the, years prior. I believe was it like 2016 or something like that, or maybe no, correct. maybe it was a bit earlier. I think was it? Oh, this was was it that early, and it was made by the same <laughs> same director, and and he and he shot it the same. And I and I watched the. I mean, I didn't watch the original, but I watched the trailer for it many similar shots you know even something like her in the swing like getting launched and laughing a lot while she's swinging even <laughs> like the yeah that's in the original and like the laugh yoga is uh in the original as well so the director just took it to um america which is fascinating like which you just see it is so that, fascinating seeing that process yeah. even i don't know it's just like what with i'm trying to think of other examples like girl with the dragon tattoo um What's that vampire? We'll let the right one in movies that you know, maybe old boy. Some of the, some of these aren't like shot for shot remakes, but it's just interesting seeing Funny it. games is a good example. Oh, that's That is a great example as well. Uh, and there's one being done supposedly where Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio saw another round. Is that a German movie? Um, I forget. Mm, I forget. Potentially. Yeah. And uh, liked it so much that he wants to produce and star in uh, that movie and an American version as, as well. And so it's, yeah, it's just interesting seeing it being catered to us so much, you know, as, as uh, American viewers and just having so much media in our, in our lives that we'll just pluck things from other, other places and do our own, own version of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's some of those are better than others. Like the old boy one is, is, is pretty dog shit but uh there's you know like why would you ever watch I, this, it's spike lee but i don't know i would never watch the the american version but there's others like let me in or let the right one in like i i really enjoy uh the american version and they're almost i don't know they're they're very good both of them and then girl with a dragon tattoo i mean that i the david fincher one is is better in I my love, opinion you know that he doesn't complete the trilogy or, or whatever it is but i love yeah i love that movie yeah. it's a very rewatchable uh thing for me but me too man that collection is interesting to to think about but a24 you know is 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 somebody that i think must have been behind uh you know it was behind this and as a distributor and and everything and and put it put it all together but to get a very accomplished cast uh together and everybody just hit their marks so well cast perfectly cast yeah perfectly cast oh my god it just really goes to show you how much of a difference that can make that all of those yeah because that's somebody's job right they're responsible for that to a degree obviously the director has say in it and what have you but like yeah just to be able to connect those people and for those people to make sense to be there in those roles was so good because everybody really really nailed it here i don't have a i don't have a bad thing to say about the only person in this movie is the uh the big surfer the big wave surfer guy (laughs) that guy you know whatever but um (laughs) everybody (laughs) 
yeah oh so so great i love everybody it was perfect i mean they were i mean they were spoiled as well with just having sean Aston essentially be a non-speaking part he has like one line um Mm -hmm. and michael Sarah just kind of in and out playing somebody that was not i don't know everyone's everyone's flawed in this movie for sure and he just his attitude is is just interesting uh but i I was just thinking of his introduction where he's just like talking to is it his wife mm-hmm. on the phone and yeah. uh, she's always she's like asking like oh is the baby like asking for me and he's like no it's not asking for you it's a baby <laughs> god jeez what an asshole <laughs> he's just like he seems like very serious and like very he, he's, he doesn't joke around that's so funny though i mean like that's i mean it is funny because it's michael's there and and a lot he does do that kind of stuff deadpan stuff for humor so it's just kind of like more bite than the sarcasm it's more just like straight bite and it's interesting to see uh but I which love, is yeah which makes sense though for that because of what we find out is that his wife is gone i can't <laughs> I don't. I I miss where, but it's just she's I always I gone. That. <laughs> what? I, I miss. I don't know I was, if it was. I was missing things. Things like this are so muted under under like throwaway lines. Uh-huh. Just the tone of it is <laughs> just like I put caption. I put captions on for this movie too, but but I guess I was I was just so missing missing some stuff. But it was just kind of like it's people so are in it. People yeah. are in and out, especially in those scenes. And there's a baby. If there's a baby in the scene crying and everything, people handling the baby. And part of the mm-hmm. the strength of that stuff as well, to just go straight to, uh, we'll talk some of the other people as we go through it later, like Brad Garrett and John Turturro. Mm-hmm. But the main character Julianne Moore just uh, working through those scenes. So, ah, man, effortless, effortless, effortless. Just like, <laughs> nah, like I don't know. I just want to turn like full <laughs> critic and just like, oh, darling, oh, <laughs> just wonderful. I don't know, like it, it just. Mm. Right. Oh mm. yes, Mm-mm. that's like that's yeah. What, that's the that's good. what this business is for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You hired tuts. Nah, that sounds con- that sounds like old school condescending or something. But I'm just like, oh my old Hollywood. Old Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, I want to talk like old Hollywood um, mm-hmm. through my big megaphone. <laughs> I talk like I'm an old time radio. <laughs> All right, I'll calm down. I'll Nailed down. that. Yeah uh she's but she could be an old-time hollywood too i don't know she just has this of course she's a natural she's natural beauty she's natural talent that has been in this business for so long in so many different ways um and man that's just it's funny because i i will continue to bring up the lost world jurassic park on this podcast but Mm -hmm. that is how i got introduced to her was lost world jurassic park and i thought she was so cool in that movie just like she was already on the island when they show up, like hanging out with the Stegos, Stegosauruses and Sorai. I don't know. And uh, they're like, they're like my favorite, the Stegosaurus. And she has like this whole scene with the Stegosaurus. And she's just, I don't know. She uh, is also very like, I don't know. She, she floats above it all. She like handles various in some of her movies. She seems like she's a, above what's going on, but not in like, sometimes like, condescending or, or something like that maybe in like big lebowski but that she's just kind of bananas in that movie but, yeah but in a way that she's just kind of floating through it and just kind of she has these she's locked in with her eyes but then her smile is like electric and then she's and then she's beautiful so it's just disarming and mm-hmm. uh she, and she's so present in every scene 
but then unpredictable as well, which is like kind of just Meryl Streep kind of unpredictable sort of like mannerisms that are just few make you feel alive um, yes. between, between the beats <laughs> of it of it and everything. And uh, from yeah, from there, and you know, she's she's been in so much so much since then. With but, do you have any like sort of history or fond? uh performances of of hers coming into this or just an overall sort of sense of like i love her like i know children of men is is another one that yeah uh, that people love and yeah children of men i think is one of the more striking things and standout things for me i mean she's incredible in boogie nights as well oh my god um, yeah there's some there's some really harrowing scenes that she she pulls off oh magnolia oh, as well and magnolia i was yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was half expecting y- you to bring that up uh, <laughs> as a as a first time. I thought that's the movie. Honestly, the movie you were going to say is like your first inter- No, you watch Magnolia later in life. Yeah, the the dress part thing makes sense. Yeah, I guess but I mean, we commenting. On I think that, we've yeah. watched Magnolia together, and we've we haven't. We've, we should. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> that I've, should be a Patreon commentary. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll get that started right away. <laughs> I, you know we've quoted her line from that which is oh, a very, yeah. very like dark <laughs> sad scene that's uh-huh. and it's like she plays it really well but there's something that's just quoted like shut the fuck up like she just <laughs> is and it's oh, she such, is a hot yeah it's such a yeah. fucked up scene and she plays it really well but how she says that is just like very quotable and fun to say mm-hmm. so we'll just say that to each other just shut the fuck up yeah so that's and that's the cast of this movie brad garrett has is the tallest man with the longest <laughs> biggest face i've ever seen in my life uh-huh yeah. um and uh his sad sack of like a ex-husband was was yeah just perfect as well um so that's i mean that's our that's our cast for the movie but it's it's just helmed and and ran by julian moore which if it's a shot for shot remake from something that already exists it's they obviously like wanted to find some yeah powerhouse actress that's uh gonna nail it and she seems to have just like really taken hold of the material and uh helped a lot with the the whole creative process from whatever little like kind of interviews i've watched about and, and everything she you know helped with stuff as like the with like the soundtrack and, and finding music that they could Mm. Uh, because that was also in the original as well. Was her driving around and and singing to singing, oh. singing to music, so, and it's very. I mean, living and living in L.A., all of those scenes was something that I, you drive anywhere. You you know you're singing along. A lot of people can relate with, but it's just you. You have such a relationship with your car and the city, and you're doing a lot of absolutely. driving, lots and and sometimes you just zone out. And her so eyes much of the just, music there uh, is made in LA as well. So there's such a great way to just immerse yourself in the LA culture by listening to just great jams that usually were re- like recorded or written or whatever in LA. And it's just yeah, everybody in LA I think has a real fondness for music. Uh, yeah, and they, and and oh no, that's that's all. And she was able to help the director with making it culturally relevant uh, mm-hmm. to it made total sense to yeah. uh, American audiences and. They, you know, she joked about in one of the interviews too. It's like we also can break the bank with some of it as well. So maybe they're not like the most recognizable ones, which I, I don't know. There was like a Wings or Paul McCartney song that I liked mm-hmm. a lot that um, was playing that she was singing along to. And well, she was brushing her teeth or cleaning the kitchen, cleaning or so- <clears throat> something in her mm. in her house. I, I don't know. Maybe she was like coming back. It was like coming back from Vegas or something. I think she was like moving. 
washing that man right out of her hair. I don't know, some, something like that. But um, mm-hmm. it was there's like key moments in the movie where that's a motif is her sing, sing, is. Sing, singing along to music or dancing. And that really exemplifies her free spirit and how she's able to, I don't know, like she's, she's a, she's a divorcee. That's, that's been, that's, that's living single, the single life um, at 50 or so. That's, that's a pretty good relationship with them too. Going. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to clubs by herself to, to dance. And she, it seems like there's some out, outside forces like telling her that both people that are just worried about her and everything. And she seems like she's very open to love because she has a lot, to, a lot of love to give. But as we mm-hmm. find out in the movie, she, I don't know, she has such an amazing, like amazing way to compartmentalize certain aspects of, of that, like going through how, what she's gone through with her husband and, and having, um, Kid, yeah kids yeah because she's got her daughter who's getting married and michael sarah and mm-hmm. uh so coming coming with that to the table all, all all of that is just makes such a fascinating character as well as her having the free spirit and ability to kind of fuck up and make some some choices that will put her in risky situations as well uh-huh. um yeah which makes it far far more interesting too and more relatable and uh for me putting yourself out there to another person and having expectations about how maybe your feelings are going to be reciprocated or how the relationship might go or you're going to i don't know it's it's going to work out in a way that's both of you will get on the same page sometimes it's very hard when yeah it's i don't want to call it baggage necessarily but we both of you guys have a lot coming to the table and um you know it's it's not those things navigates yeah really well Mm -hmm. in this and and that's kind of the what we're presented with because we just talked about with the singing in the car we get that scene and it really kind of introduces the kids and it's just kind of a day in the life of her but it leads her to be going out to the to the bar and um or does it start with that oh sorry but anyways like her going out to the bar and yeah like she she is realizing on a daily basis what like what her reality is but she does make conscious decisions and strong-willed like she there's just a level of control that's really interesting to me that you don't see in that person as much where i i feel like in another movie she would be like sleeping around and that would be uh you know um a character trait of she just doesn't have a grip on men but it's it's not really that it's like she like dances with older men but she's also very upfront tells them no and she's not going uh home with any of them it's just as she you know likes the affection likes to dance and yeah. uh, that level of control that she exhibits is so fascinating and wonderful to see because it's she's not she's not really a flawed person it's so fascinating to see it's just she's these things in this movie that we're going to talk about are presented to her, but she, and she has to deal with them. But I think she ultimately deals with everything really wonderfully. Oh, absolutely. I I fully agree. I, yeah, I think just, uh, she's not heralded or, or lionized in, in a super obvious spoon fed sort of way, even in, Mm -hmm. you know, like you were kind of touching, I think is like 
in an, in another movie it might be this character might be stereotyped in a, in a certain way it's like oh well that's why she's not she hasn't been been married married or something or like she's that's why she was divorced it's like it seems like it and especially how it went with brad garrett like she was the one who divorced him exactly because of his anger and drinking mm-hmm, yeah and his he's absent absentee and you know mm-hmm. he's, he's, yeah and he's uh Right, totally. He doesn't know that she's pregnant and then has like kind of a distant relationship with yeah, right. All of those things, which is just so subtle and one uh there's a, there's makes, a lot of red flags that just come out in this movie with him or even John Tutorial where it's yeah, it's not banging you over the head with it or anything. And I think it's just yeah, maybe not flawed, but more just real. And she is trying to work on her self and her spirit and her happiness and mm-hmm. keep herself in in check and and there's one conversation with her mother which is just out of respect and love for her of like oh well don't shut yourself off to kind of like the um the possibilities of 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 life and everything and uh but also i don't know she just she uh, gloria just comes across as so firm in her convictions and who she wants to be uh for herself and because of herself and uh i think i think yeah how she how she navigates the john totoro of it all is the real crux of this movie um so (laughs) what do you what did you think of the old john totoro what would you think of his dance moves i mean because you already know that we love the julianne moore dance moves because there's there's plenty of them She's killing. There it. are. There's, yeah. there's a certain lighting effect that's going on <clears throat> that's present in the posters, like kind of a pink purple glow mm. throughout the dance scenes and what whatnot. Yeah. Um good music, but yeah, John Tatori, he's got some moves too. Oh yeah. I knew that guy had moves. I you know, he Nobody fucks yeah. with the Jesus. I mean, both no, of these people are in fucks. Big Lebowski. Yeah, really interesting. I and wonder, she fucks with yeah. the Jesus. They must have had a conversation with each other about that. Nah, I guess not. That would be so cool what, to be a fly in the wall. I mean, he was two. probably making the Big Lebowski sequel. The Jesus, he made a Jesus uh, movie. Big oh Lebowski no, sure. Sequel, yeah. I mean, I maybe close to around that time. Who knows? He uh, he Wait, was uh, yeah. He was doing some spins. He he catches her eye after she's already the, dancing with one other guy. Which is this? This is the blind because she she does like blind dates. And this one, she's like paired off mm-hmm. with, I think, like a friend, like pairs her off, or is it her sister, um, or yeah, someone at the bar that she knows. And this was the funniest little detail is I think this is the one where the guy introduces himself with his business card. Yes, yes, Oof. yes, yes. Ooh, ah, oh, yucky. Come on, come on, buddy. Uh, no man. What's she gonna start do with that? Start with a handshake. Let's. <laughs> What are we doing you're here? You're dark not- club. You're like, well, no matter where you are, where you are, but <laughs> that like guy's always just networking. Something? Yeah, he's always always be networking. Even if you this know? doesn't work out, maybe I can, I don't know, sell you some blinds or something. Like that. <laughs> right. What a yeah. There's a lot of uh, older gentlemen, a pretty good looking older gentleman in this movie, which yeah. is just fun because she we get yeah, and also too she finds herself with yeah again just not necessarily. 
a person that she's even entertaining with sleeping with. She's just like dancing with an older gentleman just because older gentlemen want to dance with a beautiful lady. And, you know, it doesn't have to mean anything. And there's some of that as well. But all of those cast of characters that are in the movie are really funny because they just have interesting looks about them because they're not going to say a lot. But you just so much of their uh, about them is yeah on their face. And yeah, uh, a lot of. Yeah. The the overall mood of it is like, yeah, like they're not like. uh, as dudes that, giddy and yeah. like crazy i don't know like uh like it's it's not as as driven like super intense testosterone or, or anything or th- anything like that or it's not you and she goes to these kind of the club seems kind of like kind of a hip kind of cool place there's younger people there too it's and uh but just i oh the overall tone of the movie and in general and how things are handled i i really enjoyed that side of things and you know i've we've done a, a Nancy Myers movie on, on this podcast. And I, we've talked about how, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy like, it's complicated as well. Like to speak of a, a particular one and mm. um, you know, yeah, like something's got to give and, and, and stuff like that. And it, it's just, sometimes we're so there's some of the bullshit is just dropped from some of the courting process a little, a little bit and seeing where people can go in that way where they just kind of like drop their guard in a different kind of way or like, Hey, we've both been through like a lot of life in our own ways, like in our own self, in our own ways. And we all have, and we both have like children or we both like have gone to a certain point in our career and we can kind of meet in, in a way where we're like, that respect is so high. I feel like, um, for each other already of just like wow you've been through life you've done all these things and you can kind of just like you have yeah like you have these you have these kids you seem like you got your career and everything too where it's sometimes the guard is just dropped of kind of like well now we can just kind of have some fun and, and shoot the shit or just dance and then maybe whatever it doesn't work out doesn't work out but that that courting process it must still be very it must still be difficult as as it is for any any person um but watching re- watching but it, it play out in yeah. a movie is very refreshing it it is because there's so much nuance to it because it's i think a characteristic you're talking about that i would describe as economical like you're not going to allow somebody into your life because of the life experiences you have or the the life you want to live because if you're dating at that age mm-hmm. you there you're looking at life as like i I want to get the most out of it because I can mm. essentially do anything. She's a, she's, uh, I would assume pretty successful. Like she has an office that has a window in it. She's in there by herself. Like she's probably, she's living in LA. Yeah. She's, she's been paying she's for herself it. for a while now. She tells her mom, you know, totally her apartment's not that big, but I mean, it's, it's LA, whatever. She has it's, a crazy it's a, fucking neighbor. It is what it is. Yeah. You get crazy neighbors. Well, well, Mm-hmm. that neighbor is uh yeah adds a lot of like stress to it which is really interesting because it's not something you would expect out of this movie mm-hmm. well no, maybe you would in like the yeah. a24 maybe part part of it but I, that, right that must You're be like, a part of the original as well so i, I don't know mm-hmm. I, it's an invasion into her personal space and how she deals with it is really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just another thing that Gloria has to, you know, figure out and deal with. And the way that she deals with it is, yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, she nets out with a bunch of weed, which is really cool, but yeah, like, I don't know. She calls the, uh, the apartment owner or whatever and puts the phone outside, but all of that also to sleeping through that. Here's what I'll say is I really, 
the way that she did it is is that she wasn't overly mean to the apartment person no, so not not angry and mean more just mm-hmm. concerned and ap- concerned and, about and empathetic, empathetic leading to like apathetic almost of it all mm-hmm. sorry I absolutely cut you, I cut you off but no no that's a really great way to describe this movie because there's a lot of that that happens and back to the conversation about like them dating is is that you're <sighs> you've been through certain things again there's a level of like and i'm not gonna fucking deal with this like i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. deal with this again and bringing that but being so economical about finding that out about somebody it's really fascinating because ultimately what what i just see so much in this character and what i really love because it is something to love in a person is that she has such a high level of confidence in herself that she's going she's that she's going to figure this out Mm-hmm. Um, and man, it's just so wonderful because it, it makes getting to that. It makes that courting quicker. Cause you're just confident. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so I'm going, if I, if I'm concerned about something, I'm going to ask about it. And then I'm going to find out, make yep. the decision about whether it's worth my time mm-hmm. and then move on to, if this is worth my time, then let's, let's dance. Let's get, and then jumping right into it. Right. You're totally. like, let's not, let's not even fuck around with this. Like, let's, you know. Yeah, there's less and games so, when when a situation arises. It's like I thought you were divorced, or you're divorced, or not. Like, you know, and and it's and it's strange when someone isn't as transparent because you're clearly trying to hide something, or exactly. you're or you're ashamed of something, or mm-hmm. you know, and all of that stuff was came off extra weird and extra strange because she was so forthcoming and she was so open and ready right. to love and ready to be loved in return and ready f- to start something, another chapter in in her life. Uh, but and also, yeah, was, John Totoro's a, a weird not. dude. He's pretty weird. He's and he was not. He's a he weird was, looking dude. He was not ready, and he was so stuck in his ways. And he went, and he's just gonna. He just chose a different life path, and that's sure. And that's something that he was not able to uh, reposition. And I'm sure that's a common problem with men of that age too. You know, even in in my own ways, just like I get very stuck in in my ways too. And, you know, and, and, and don't get open myself up to the possibilities of life. And I would way rather much rather be a Gloria that, yeah, goes out dancing yeah. and with, you don't need anybody to dance. I'm just going to go out dancing, you know, and, and just like any, all those problems, she was just confronting uh head on with him and, in and not an angry way in a, in a concerned or just, you know, in, in interested or, yeah, uh, honest, very honest person sort sort of way, and uh, man, like the perfect casting to to exemplify all of all of those things, and uh, to have that joy joy in life when, uh, and you can see why he was so attracted to her as as well. All the guys were were attracted to to her at at the club and, and at the club <laughs> and, and everything, and uh, but. <laughs> But uh, their their relationship kind of kicks off pretty quickly at, after that. Like they they dance and then they go home and uh, they they knock the boots off of each other and fuck and. Uh... <laughs> so okay, what I would say, Jesus, just getting right straight to the fucking. Uh, what I would say about that, just to get to the fucking, because everybody wants to get to the fucking. <laughs> Uh, that John Torturo, hey, I want to see. I, we want to see it. Uh, he has a love, like, I think why Gloria 
because she is concerned about these things with the kids and whatnot, but I think she opens herself up to John Totoro so quickly is because he's so focused on being in the present with her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like what allows him inroads because it's not like he's, he's smooth, but he's not the smoothest because when pressed about the kids and family stuff, I think he navigates it pretty poorly. He it's, I guess if anything, it's like, acceptable but it's at the very low end of that but his whole thing about being present in the moment is is such an interesting thing because it just shows how important that is to Gloria and adds more color and character to like what Gloria's whole thing is like because yeah it's kind of, it's a little tough to understand what she is into with men with all of these uh the guys before uh John Totoro if anything, they just serve uh, serve as showing what she doesn't want. And then John Totoro comes along and then presents like him wanting to be so present and like looking at her the way that he does and just, yeah, allows him to be with her in that moment is really fascinating to me. Yeah, because I think that it, that is such a wonderful thing to want in somebody. Yeah, and I, I think they're, I don't know, they're both still searching in their own way. But I, I, yeah, I think it is tough to know exactly what she wants, but I, I think she doesn't fully know either. And she's willing to at least put in the time to figure, figure it out and, and try, try new things, go on blind dates and yeah, the, the laughing yoga and, and, and stuff oh, like that. God. Just like looking, Wonderful. looking for, um, enlightenment and, and, uh, I, I, it's, um, it was something that that spoke to me and yeah, I'm a, I'm a 30 year old dude and she's going through something different than they maybe I'm going through right now. But I think that speaks to her voice and the voice of the director to get that humanity across with not only her character, but with all of them. Cause I did feel, and I feel like under feel and understand. I feel like a lot of the characters about where they were coming from and, and found myself within other characters, beyond her maybe i want to be more of a glory in my life but at times yeah i might be a totoro or a brad garrett or something and um and not and not embracing things uh as as much as i as i may living in the past or Mm -hmm. not because yeah it's like that's that self-love thing we started this with i i I kind of brought up at the beginning was you know that's just something that i think she is constantly learning how to do and we all are in every moving situation and it's whether you're going to learn from that and change or you're going to continue to do the same thing and bang your head against the wall and go crazy and the difference there yeah i think is that self-love and willing to pivot and be agile in life in in some way and with uh, john tutorial he did not have the self-respect and love for for himself to be able to uh yeah, you you figure out what you what you want by giving yourself what you need, and uh, that that is a hard step to 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 start. But um, it seems like she's kind of done it already. That's the coolest thing is like she she's just kind of like arrived there as a as a as somewhat of a of a formed. Not, she's still changing mm-hmm, and malleable, yeah. but she's a formed person in her own way, and she's been through um, some shit to learn to god i 
I loved her shutting Tron Totoro down was like such uh, a triumph of of the of the movie's ethos and and how and Gloria's in in general. Uh, but the the road leading there, we're we're still kind of on of of all his frustrations. They're still kind of getting to know each other. I don't know, like he's a he owns a paintball arena. That's like a uh, funny, yeah. That's a funny little touch, and I I think that that mm-hmm. catered to just the realism of it all. It's just like yeah, this is just like what he what he does and interact <laughs> with. Like he used to he used to be a marine Morgan. marine or something. Marine. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. uh, and then there was even a brief conversation when they're kind of like hanging out with friends. Uh, you know, where you can tell he's kind of coming from maybe a more conservative sort of side of uh-huh. things when they're kind of talking about uh, climate change and, and everything. And he's kind of more so citing it's like, oh, people have dealt with crises in, in the past and everybody thinks it's the end of the world. And why would why should we be freaking out so much now? And it, it was just like everything was tracking. I like he seemed like a fully like realized guy, especially of that age and a more boomer sort of age. And yep. like, I don't know, I feel like I've, I'm, I know a lot of people like I'm, that too. And it's exactly, it just fully, oh God, it fully yeah. made sense. And the conversation that they were having was just like, that's, I've heard that conversation take place. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's just something that was how she expressed it. It was like, if the world's going to end, I'd, I'd rather, I'd like to be dancing if that's going to happen. Some, something to mm-hmm. that effect. Yeah, yeah, correct. And it was, yeah, it was a good character moment for not only her but yeah not only yeah not only her but uh but everyone there and uh yeah that there is was such a, a moment point, such a big point in this mm-hmm. movie is is having that those characters be interesting and and believable yeah uh it was also an opportunity for the f- movie to talk like to show us what she responded well with what john totoro was saying and when john totoro kind of got off of the, like more political directly political stuff and just talked about having a sense of like humanity and caring about people and her reaction to that i can't remember exactly how the conversation ended but it was something to that effect of like yeah i don't know wanting to take care of other people and her responding well to that was yeah it's because you know she doesn't she doesn't have to agree with his politics. Right. It's just right. what kind of person is he? You right. know, wh- wh- what is his heart? Mm-hmm. Right. Because I mean, yeah. Because even the the liberal or Democrat guy there sounded like a total fucking asshole. It wasn't just, you know, John Totoro being like, you know. That's, it just sounded yeah. like, yeah, some people like hanging out on the right. outside with some wine, just like shooting the shit like. No one's like speaking out like fully thought out ideas. They're just kind of like they have a general feeling about it and they're just, yeah, they're just kind of kind of shooting the shit. And it was nice. Even stuff like that, they weren't getting heated about, but they were also they kind of knew their views on things and they were just kind of airing it, airing it out a bit um, in a setting that maybe they hadn't really done too much before. And but it also let them know, let you as the audience know, yeah, too, that you, they also were getting to know about that side of each other. And uh-huh. um, they were open. They knew, yeah, like they could tell the the goodness in each other's hearts and um, how much they, it would be, they cared for yeah. other people. 
Yeah. And then it would come crashing in like this other reality, which I think that's how I would overall describe the, this movie is that, it just really has these clear ups and downs mm. uh, and they happen multiple times. It isn't so much of just we're working towards a climax and it ending. There's so many just small situations that have, you know, uh, that are not good. And then there's followed by some type of like detraction or uh, net bad. And yeah, for this, it was like she Gloria is introducing uh, Robert Arnold. Sorry um to she's introducing him to uh her friends or was that his friends that that conversation at the table Mm -hmm. ah that i believe it was her friends her friends yeah i think so too yeah and i was trying to think if it was her sister is it rita rita wilson um but oh yeah 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 yeah, Uh possibly Mm -hmm. i know she's in quite a few scenes i think it's rita wilson and this guy chris mulkey i think they were uh, her sister and and brother-in-law, I believe it might have been them that they were hanging out with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, going through that that whole process of their relationship of inter- her introducing him to uh, her friends, and then it's the next scene goes into I believe of them, um, like him not telling her or telling uh, his kids and ex-wife about her and then mm. having a conversation like that mm-hmm. because there's this movie is like John Totoro runs away in this movie a lot. Yeah. We're get we're about to get to that. Cause yeah, she invites, invites him to her, her, uh, was it Michael Sarah's birthday? Yeah. Michael yeah. Sarah's birthday party. And that's like the big, big time for him to meet her family and naturally, um, uh, her ex-husband, father to Michael Sarah, is going to be there. Uh, Brad Garrett, played by Bla- Brad Garrett. And I thought it was, I was like, is that Marsha K. Harden? But it's Gene Triplehorn. Just kind of <laughs> kind of had like a Marsha Gay Harden look to me or, or something. But anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they are there as well. And uh, he gets to meet them. She, like, he is pretty much uncomfortable throughout he is answering questions from everyone about like who who he is what he does uh and if he's got kids and and stuff like that um and then they're not too mean about it either no no it's just, just very straightforward whole, like i guess michael sarah's an adult too yeah. Everyone, everyone's adults yeah yeah i right he's interested and he you know is vetting him uh, a bit but Mm-hmm. How do you think John Totoro's f- fielding all of that pressure? I think he's already at the beginning. Not feel- at the beginning it's fine. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's just, you can see his eyes are a little kind of like, but overall yeah. at that point, he's just kind of like, I got to do this. I got to, I got to get through this sort of thing. And he's being polite, polite, at least, at least polite. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, this picture comes out of them at their wedding, Brad Garrett and, uh julian moore and he just can't handle it he he can't he can't he can't handle it at all and that was such a fucking red flag you know i mean obviously he fucking bails that it's more that's like a, a thousand red flags whatever like <laughs> rolled up into one i know man like the red was like, shocking <laughs> i know i i like was like really bro like really, really? you're just gonna, yeah. gonna bail like that and holy yeah brad you have brad garrett like saying he doesn't even know she's pregnant doesn't even know she's 
Is she pregnant yeah. as well? She's getting married? Uh, yeah. she, or she's just getting married? Uh, both. Okay, gotcha. And uh, to, there's to a, a big wave surfer. Yeah, she's drinking water and they're all drinking wine. Right, and then, right. And he's yeah. like, she's shell-shocked. And uh, so you got him, like, he's breaking down because of his failures. And then you got Totoro bailing and Julian Moore just in the middle of it all. Like, this is what she has to deal with, with these men, Brandon. These men. Am right. I right? These men. Oh, um, my God. They're, yeah, they're, it, just, they're, they're crumbling. Yeah, they're just, yeah, they're, it's, it's such self-centeredness and ego. Mm-hmm. It's really ego mm-hmm. is what it is. Because, yeah, Brad Garrett is, like, bangs on the, um, oh, yeah. on the, on the table and really is a startling uh, moment for everybody and because of his frustration i believe with just overall the it not working out i can't remember he was if looking it's so at, much a, at a different picture i think and he, and he's, he's not in the picture and they're like you're not in this picture you missed a lot of pictures he's like i should have been there and he like slams the mm-hmm. table at that exact moment julian moore checks out she ejects she walks away yep. she glazes over she's like okay we're done and it's just kind of like i, I watched a few interviews just hearing Julianne Moore talk about it, and she talked about the scene. It's just like, yeah, she's like, this is your problem. The new wife, this is new wifey's problem. Like, I don't have to deal with this anymore. And see, yeah, seeing her navigate that situation, like, she's not concerned with how Totoro is feeling, nor should she be. And I love, <laughs> and I loved how, like, when he's she, a grown ass man. What the? Yeah, <laughs> it was so insane to me. When yeah, you find out, because we have no idea that this bails. is happening as as an audience. Like we don't even really see him freak out. Really, there's so much of. So John Totoro's yeah, trying he, to catch eyes with can, Julianne Moore throughout the latter half of the evening, and mm-hmm. she's busy talking to her kids. <laughs> oh God, for fucking bed on her son's birthday that she's paying attention to them and not him and his weird ass where he's just like glaring from like uh, across like ways and instead of just being a confident guy who's like yeah she is this is your life you're letting me just being like you're letting me into your just life looking with fondness of like man what an amazing person i'm amazing Look mother at how she- like you're able to have this, this relationship with your ex-husband that seems like very healthy and in its own like they haven't seen each other in in five, they, but they haven't seen each other in five six years they said to uh right. Brad, Brad garrett and like mm-hmm. they what they got married like was it 12 years before that? Yeah. I, I don't know. Or they got divorced 12 years before or something. 12 of, yeah. mm-hmm. Something like, but like they have one moment of looking at a picture and, and it's, it's just like very charged, whatever between them. And, and John Totoro is so closed off and within his own circle is his, his own family. He must not be like allowed to show emotion to be of transparent course, yeah. in his own way. He must just be, you have to take care of this and this and this. And they just, call and boss him around and don't let him anytime he's trying to do any of his any of something that he wants to do on his own he's immediately reeled back in and he listens and he and he does exactly it like Mm -hmm. julianne moore is is doing is doing her thing and she's never let that anyone anyone stop her it it seems like gloria and Mm -hmm. um she's able to have yeah this this family life where she yeah she's helping take care of michael sarah's baby and everything and naturally she would want to take care of herself too and would have maybe some challenges there and and yeah i I like seeing her like i need to watch out for myself and it's not easy and i'm going to go to these 
go to laugh class or and it's I, I i love i love that that side of it i i love i love her and uh and this scene was was a big one okay. for um for ugh, man such a fat fucking red flag you just you look down the table and he's gone he's just gone he, he, just he straight up bailed just like everything. irish goodbye he pretended, like, it, yeah, pretended to go to the bathroom kind of or at least that's where she checks first and then finds out that he's just gone and you know what there's a little bit of he could rebound from this in my mind so it's really fucking weird and the fact that she spoiler alerts gets like kind of semi back together with him mm-hmm. i was like that was that's her biggest misstep and i yeah I'm, but also like is, she's giving she a person her a second co- chance like yeah she's giving a person a second chance and she also really pays for it in this movie for that second chance it's really such yeah. a interesting thing she gets burned to think yeah. um but yeah so then i he has the only ability that he can to redeem himself is, is that he should have picked up the phone when she called. And that was was driving me crazy is that he is not, I think that almost was worse than anything else because yeah, he answers like what's her face's calls all the time. Right. But like to not answer her calls after you were just at a dinner with somebody like that is so fucking weird and inconsiderate to just leave and then not answer that person. It's like, no matter what you're doing, you can answer a fucking phone call for two seconds and go, I'm alive, had to go. And then if that's all you say to the person, so be it. At yeah. least they know that you're okay. The fact that she's then waiting around to what seems like at least like two o'clock in the morning or some something along those lines for him, or I guess she probably left at midnight, but then, you know, it's not like, yeah, it just, he's, so he's, he does some weird <laughs> stuff in this movie. Cause when they have, yeah, the moment of talking about it where is that is that at her workplace in the parking structure yeah and the part is that her her workplace he goes to her workplace to have that conversation yes he's intense man like or is he trying to get a hold of her maybe he can't get a hold of her or something so he goes to her workplace yeah yeah because there he calls her and then she she yeah declines the call maybe that happens a couple times it could have it's a lot of the ups and downs of the of this movie but this this first Mm -hmm. time yeah when they and then they have this conversation another opportunity for him to maybe set things right he has he has a chance in a smoother way to maybe fix things after he already fucked up in multiple ways in in leaving and not answering a call and being a real weirdo uh he like tries to convince her that she should feel bad for him. And he's like this, he's like this, this martyr for his love for her that he's trying to make himself out to be. And I just, oh man, I love how she fucking shuts it down. Cause like, again, she should not have to feel bad for this. She, and she should not have, not only that, but she should not even have to be concerned or that shouldn't take up any of her mind space of like, Oh, I wonder how you're doing around my family like i should look to you and know that you're on my side you're on my team about like i mean obviously your your family above anyone but like you should get my back and and be there uh if you're gonna if i'm gonna show you to my family but even as a form of polite like being just polite bro like i just like in a dinner party no matter what like you don't fucking just leave that's it's just so so rude and then he just has the audacity to, to be like you should feel sorry for me uh for putting me through that 
you put me through this. Could you imagine? As if she was supposed to have control over that situation somehow. Like, how would she even control that situation to go how he wants it to go? He wants her to go make the night go according to him. Like, what? uh, Right. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then she drives off and and he chases her. Right. But so also the tone of that scene is really interesting, especially we showed the trailer before we started the record. And the way that the trailer presents that scene is that it's like John Totoro's kind of like <laughs> kooky in, in like a fun, music, uh, yeah. <laughs> in a fun way of like, Oh, I'm so in love with you. Oh, and having that energy about it. And yeah, that's not like actually in the movie, it's, it's pretty terrifying it's because this person is unhinged uh yeah like you said stalking her to where her work is and then getting pretty physical like i don't think i was ever like concerned that he's gonna like hurt her i don't know did you no he's he seems kind of spineless in his own way and he's he's looking for someone to build him himself back up when he should be doing that for himself and that's not that's not gloria's job is is to is to do that but also yeah i mean he's he's a marine and 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 all that stuff too but he just comes across as as yeah that 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 side of violence or anything i don't know that didn't he he seemed he seemed a little bit more more spineless and 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 trying to find his way to get his balls back a bit um (laughs) but but having a hard time he was like and he was looking for gloria to do it to do it for him. Yeah. And I just, that's what Gloria took. It seemed like she took a lot of her life already to get to the point where she's at. And, and she kind of it has been figuring that out and has figured it out to an extent. And he, and he just hasn't. And, uh, he is man, like in what perfect world would she like, what role does she fit in that life of his? I, I, I don't know because it's just not, right. it's not, it doesn't work. It's not, and for her, for him to expect her to be okay with the behavior that he's, he's, he's giving out is such a contradiction of like, oh, you should be this way for me. It's like, well, dude, like you can't even talk to me about, you can't talk to your, your family about me and, mm-hmm. and vice versa, or whatever. But it's like, uh, um, what is he giving in the relationship other than affection? I guess at that point it's like, and then how does, how do you see a future with somebody, especially from that moment, which again is makes it really weird and out of character, which I guess is kind of the point. Um, maybe that's a, yeah, something I would bring up later of not and critiquing more heavily in my review is like, yeah, why would she even give him the second chance? Because she, her character seems like she would know that this isn't going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm so curious as to, I guess, just the way that, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm struggling for the words as to why she would even have, the, there was a second chance in this movie. I guess because it, it's a movie and that has to happen. I guess I would be what you would chalk it up to, but um yeah like he opens up a lot too about the um his relationship with his daughters and where he stands and what he's had to overcome and it is it's it's so bleak 
because it, it doesn't seem like there's really an escape. I think him losing all the weight is part of oh, his yeah. journey. And maybe he can overcome really just being at this point so emasculated around his family. They just treat him as a punching bag and he just uh, takes it, but then whines about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And they're, yeah. Um, and also blatantly says to Gloria just like an acceptance that this is how things are going to be or at least how his kids are going to be he's I can't remember who asked him and it might have been Michael Sarah oh yeah it was like Michael Sarah about asking him about his kids and then him not even being able to answer without saying like I fucking hate my kids and that's kind of you know the he doesn't say that exactly he's just ashamed ashamed like oh and he brings it up too later about like, look at your kids or, you know, your kids are in such a better place than mine will ever be. And it really has zero faith in his kids getting better or his life changing on the family side of things, which, yeah, I think Gloria, I guess I'm just giving her the benefit of the doubt that she, how could you really know that? Mm. But she just, it, she presents herself with a level of authority in her own life or in a, being really intelligent, smart, and confident that she would have, especially when he fucking leaves a birthday party, like this isn't going to work out. I can't do this ever again. Like this, no one, no one, yeah, no one should do that to somebody. And I don't want this to ever happen again. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, there's somebody else out there who's not going to leave my son's birthday party like a fucking weirdo. Yeah, they fell for each other hard. I, I they, uh, mm-hmm. there was clear they were trying to illustrate that something was there, and that there was the side that she was hoping to gradually get out of him, and that he would kind of, I think, I think she was hoping he would turn turn a leaf toward towards being more devoted to her, and I think it was it was just at that that crux in the relationship where yeah, she gave him a second chance, um and and got burnt for it and and i still don't necessarily blame her for it as rough as it is to see someone just walk out on on your family i wouldn't blame her for yeah just leaving him there either it's like i I don't know it's just it's what she it's what she chose to do but and and whether that's a that's a fault or not it's just it's yeah it seems like a real thing of like i will give this person a second chance and i might pay for it and Sure enough, you know, she she kind of did. But it's like, do you want to be that kind of person that's so guarded off that you don't ever give right. a person another chance or you don't have have these totally. opportunities with like something that could go in this in this direction that you never expected that um, with with a person that you've never met before on on who's in, interested in different things. And that's a new adventure for you. And um, I, she seems inspired to do something just just like that. So, uh, yeah, he he gets they get back together and decide to real go quick, to James Vegas. Can... I'm going to um, go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll come right back with their uh with their Vegas trip. We'll be right back. Okay, so we're back. We get Arnold back into our uh glorious lives, if you yes. will. <laughs> I see what you did there. And uh they're off to Vegas. Yeah, now, I, I do have to say just uh how they shoot Vegas, I I really kind of enjoyed. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. it was like super. It's a lot of times it's like we're in Vegas, baby. It's all like very glitz glamour. Like they shoot it really light and well, and like everything's really well lit, and and people look nice and all all the stuff. 
there is something about it. It just looks kind of like drab and like low lit casinos with like mm-hmm. bad ventilation and uh you know just kind of just like normal like checking in and getting into like yeah like a normal room and the one of the funniest parts of the movie i thought was when they first get into the room and then it's kind of like you can tell they're excited to be in vegas still oh, like yeah. you know it's it's just shot in like a different more just kind of like a muted sort of way but they're excited to get to the rooms as as anyone would be but it's just like yeah it's like a it's a normal room and at Caesars, I mean Caesars is a is a fun place, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. but the you know there's like kind of like a almost a build up to them like walking up to the view, and they pull out the pull the curtains apart, and it's just like a very like boring view of like an like it's the view low, of the pool though lower in the uh in the hotel and just like looking at another building, true. but you just like expect like I don't know the big like oh they're at the top like on a suite and it's like overlooking the you want to like look at the glory shot of Vegas like oh if you're gonna shoot something you might as well shoot like the coolest shot from above or or something like that mm-hmm. and I like the same way that yeah it doesn't there's no I don't know you you would expect like oh you got to do a drone shot everyone just does like oh you can just get a fucking drone. <laughs> You can get a drone up there. You can see the whole fucking city like super easily. And it just like is nice when you, you start to, I don't know, you start to realize how oversaturated movies are kind of with those shots, especially. And yeah, and romantic comedies a lot too. It's just like if they're ever in New York, it's like, oh yeah, we're in New York. Let's get all those seedy skylines, baby. And all that stuff. And sure. When things kind of subvert that a, a bit, we, uh, you and me did a little Amazon watch along on uh one time we mm. watched candy man yes which was a great movie but uh we great movie i was noticing in that movie i really liked how they were shooting city scenes and it was from the ground and it was they didn't really have drone shots and it was more just of from the city from eye level from from the streets and everything and even yeah. some stuff that was like looking up at buildings and like upside down in interesting ways and it created a feeling the same way that like a drone shot will create a feeling. And sometimes it's not what you want (laughs) in a movie or like what you want or intend to have in a, in a movie. And I thought this was uh, the parts of Vegas that they showed was interesting of, of that. And then what happens after, and then the morning after it's like some of those parts were a little bit more seedy. And I, I like that. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it because it, it just it sets you very well in the in the space that it would look like coming from the characters that are in it. Like there, it's very in transit from inside the vehicle. It's shuttling them from the airport. Right? They didn't drive there, right? I can't remember. But anyways, like remember. yeah, the, just them coming into the car. There isn't a uh you don't yeah it's not oh look at this this city so available to us because that's a lot of what drone shots are in my mind are like providing is oh look at how look how much there is look mm. how much we can see there's mm. so much the cities here. Are playground. the cities are playground and this is very not those characters because that's not how they're looking at vegas they and the, this movie isn't owned by or funded by a hotel and or really yeah it's not showing off this caesars because the places that we go there's a really nice restaurant that they go to that place looks fantastic um yeah but yeah so it's not a it's not bad at all and he ruins Uh, it and he fucking ruins it but then he makes it up right because then isn't that where no he fucking ruins it 
Uh, oh, he he the... almost makes it up and then he fucking like makes it mm. 10 times fucking worse. Uh, Got but... it. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I was, was uh... I was thinking of it before with the soup. No, that's the scene. That's it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh. And then he fucking oh, doubles down. He like goes up and then he fucking doubles down back into like, oh, it's, it's such a rough, rough uh, progression, but they're cause, cause like almost immediately she's like getting ready. She's in the bathroom and then she hears him having the conversation about his ex-wife has fallen through a sliding glass door <laughs> and has injured mm-hmm. herself. And it's just see, I kind of, yeah, I liked how little information we actually got about them. Cause we, I, I just didn't need it. I really was so glad with, how almost first person narrative it was through Gloria because we, I felt like knew as much as she did about them where he wouldn't talk directly to her about them, but she would learn all whatever information she did know just from these conversations, you know, eavesdropping through in like the other room or something like that. She would pick up certain things. So whatever we, we learned was just like him talking on the phone but that was some that was something and you're just like oh, as audience member you're just like no arnold don't do this arnold and then it, there's like a back and forth there and i think that's they he says i really love how all this is handled like he he like says you know no i don't want that i want yeah i like i want you and she's at first she like reneges him and then he like double, he likes like no I really do and I want it. but she and then she undresses him and makes love to him but I I also like how they didn't glorify that moment in a way of like yeah they like love each other now he said the right thing like it was more <laughs> kind of like an acceptance of like okay you get another chance like you we can have uh-huh. this a chance we can do this dance like we can we, we have another chance we do a dance uh you can we can do this tango again and and uh her her openness to love and in, in that moment and his commitment and how he said what she wanted to say i i think you find out is like he's he's really trying to say what he thinks she wants to hear and it's not what he actually like believes and is committed to but he he like tries to convince her tries to convince himself in that moment that's what he feels and then they go to dinner and i and then i think it's confronted again with a phone call and i I think that's when it's put in the soup (laughs) Which then that yeah. was pretty. I don't know. That was pretty intense of her to do too. Yeah. Mm. God, what do I have to say about that? I just, it's so f- incredibly frustrating. And then, yeah. Well, look, know, about about him leaving the second time. You want to talk about talk about that? Yeah, I guess that's what this is leading because to. Because he, he's just, he's given so many chances. He's just given so many chances, and I and I think she's really. I think she's a proper amount guarded. And then she like, is like, gives him the chance to leave. It's like, okay, let's go. He's like, no, I love you. He's like, right. No, okay, let's go. Gives him a chance to leave too. Gives like, it's constantly like, I think 
being giving him too many chances maybe is is again like maybe her if she had a fault or if anything which that's the best i don't know sometimes the best fault you could have with a person as i've expressed but she does and then there's a phone call at dinner which is oh even the first time it happens when they're at like their second get together Mm -hmm. at lunch it happens yeah and she's like are you divorced or not and he's our, he, he just, he, his, he like sinks down into his chair or something. I mean, <laughs> not physically, but you can tell his just gets his balls. Right. So he just, and he's just like, his yeah. eyes like, and he turns into a, like a puffer fish. And he's like, I'm busy. I'm doing something for myself. Okay. Just, just, leave, <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> Please just leave me alone. Spineless. And, and she's, he, his whole demeanor changes. And which is, like, which makes such a good, like, like, that's such a great a actor. Oh God. Oh, yeah, he plays it really well. But he's, yeah, it's already red flag after red flag, him taking those phone calls. And then at that dinner, put it in the soup, put it in the soup. soup. And she and she does her laugh. And um, that just does uh, a lot of laughing in this movie. And that's sprinkled throughout this and infectious. And it also is just uh, because we're introduced to her laughing and the laugh yoga. And so much of what that was about is. you know, just yeah, I don't know. Letting letting it ride. Would um, you do that? I would one hundred and ten percent do that. If yeah. you want to go do that, I would love to do I'll that. I'll give it a shot. That's true. Yeah, I I think that you just you'd have to you'd have to sign up and you'd have to be hundred percent committed right off the bat, and you can't. You're gonna come out of that feeling so good. You know, it's, you're gonna feel subconsciously great. like that's you're trying to trick your subconscious into into feeling happy, right? Because it's like if you're smiling and happy and and laughing. Your subconscious will naturally kind of think like, oh, I guess we're happy. Kind of, right? Exactly. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. your body, yeah, it's like connecting your body to your mind. Mm-hmm. Like, or in, and your mind. Yeah, it's like, yeah. A, it's like a physical access point into a very internal subconscious r- routine is, is, I don't know. I watched a TED talk no, no, no. One, one time about body language and it's, it was like saying that same thing. It's like, a lot of people think it's like inside out where like you feel a certain way. So you'll express it through your outward demeanor and your body language or something like that. But actually it can work the other way as well. Where if you express something with your outward demeanor and your language that it will infect your inward as well. And it's a lot of this movie is, yeah, it's about that self-love and learning how to love yourself and learning how to have a good back to back and back, uh, back and forth with your own uh, subconscious and your mind and everything and treating yourself well. And, Man, she is is taking the strides to do that for herself. And our tutorial guy is is not giving that to himself. No, he's not. Um, he does it's he seems like he enjoys paintball and I think and that's some mm-hmm. of the moments we get here where he's in his element and feeling good about himself. Yeah, and therapeutic and yeah. Uh cuz he has the capacity to and that's what's getting us through this. That's why there these second chances are happening. I just want to say too, I think her, yeah, it's good to bring up there. There was a moment where she's like, you should, we're calling this, you should go. And really kind of pushing him to like, just make a fucking decision and be a man about it. Not be so spineless or be so yeah. on the fence and in, mm-hmm. in, but having one foot out the door, you know, kind of attitude. And yeah, he just, he doesn't succeed in any of that. Um, which again, the uh, the thesis of this movie is to is about putting yourself out there at least to feel you know 
to be loved, to feel loved, to at least have a seat at the table as opposed to never even walking in the door. And yeah. And with that attitude, it's still going to come with these situations. But I, how do you feel like she handled him leaving? Because she goes on a bender. Yeah, that was that was the roughest part of the movie, I, I guess. Uh, but can you clear something up for me exactly like what happens? Um, so she uh, waits there for him to return. He doesn't return. He's doing the same bullshit, not answering his calls. Uh, he's bailed. So she goes. So if I can line this out, she goes back to the room. And then is her stuff gone? Or is her stuff still there? Doesn't she I go back to the room after that? Yeah. Or are they somewhere else? No, they're they're there for dinner. And then I, she goes back to the room. She looks in the closet and then she's upset. And then I was confused. I was like, because why doesn't she just like. It seems like she doesn't have her stuff, especially when he doesn't. Yeah. Comes to pick yeah. her, pick her up and everything. Or I was wondering if she didn't have access to her room, but I was almost positive. She like goes back to her and looks in the closet and is upset, goes back down to the tables. And that's where she runs into those people and and goes on the on the bender. But there's like a moment where she's drinking martinis at the video poker bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz she was, I was ditched, just essentially. like what what her deal was yeah. with her stuff if like she had her stuff or not or access to the room. It seemed like he just like left and took her stuff and bailed. Yeah, the straight up. I think that's well, or, I or 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 maybe the her stuff was like in uh, yeah, that's so or weird. He like checked out. Yeah, he like checked out, took all their stuff out. I, I it, it's just that that was the only way it made sense to me and then she goes down to the tables and starts chatting up uh some people meets them and then i don't know she she like gets drugged or she or she takes a or she takes a drug possibly or just kind of feels that way or she's just very um very drunk i think she's just drunk i think she's just very drunk Mm -hmm. it just kind of has that yeah that kind of like the way it's shot and everything Mm -hmm. and then sean astin is a married man like his wedding ring is very obvious and then they go to a bar and he like he's like taking his wedding ring off and putting on her and this is all kind of just like a montage of uh, a Vegas, a Vegas night. And then they like go to a club and they're dancing and seeing Sean Astin and her dance was pretty. Yeah. I don't know, like out of context, maybe it's, it's kind of cool. Even though that, that scene, it's kind of just like, Oh God, Julianne Moore. And then she wakes up in the, on the, in the Rio hotel lounge chair at that pool, which is like, I don't know. Like there's like the Vegas strip, which is like kind of all central. And that's kind of where Caesars is. And then Rio's kind of like pretty off. Like, yeah, like it's like on the other, it's like pretty far away. So I was just thinking of the geography of like, man, she's got one shoe. They let her sleep on the lounge chair. I must've been really early when she fell asleep. And uh, Mm -hmm. however, however, when she got there and for her to walk all the way back to Caesars, I was like, ah, she must really not have her stuff to get a cab. And then uh, she gets to Caesars and she just has to wait, like it seems like in the concierge or lobby yeah, for mm-hmm. her mom to show up with some stuff. And then they fly back uh, to L.A. And yeah. oh, my God, dude, like seeing her go through all that, not not only the bullshit with John Totoro and then, yeah, just uh, be self-destructive in a way like I just I could re- absolutely relate with with that feeling of like 
kind of just like, oh, I put myself out there to this person. I didn't get the love that I wanted. Which some, yeah, it may sound selfish. It is. It, it, it has been sometimes that I'm going to like take it out on my own body because like, or take it out on myself in some way or be self-destructive um, because my own, yeah, my own self-love, my self-worth has been tarnished in some way that mm, I feel like yeah. I'm not worth a love or something that I shouldn't like love myself as much as I, but then, you know, that can be misinterpreted in so way in so many different ways. This is like very clear. Like he has done this exact same thing before. And this is on an even grander scale right before, or sorry, right after he said he would never do it again. Right. And to see her go through, that was very relatable. I don't know. Like, even if it was like, you know, we've talked about like flawed or, yeah, whatever, realistic, whatever it is. I just, she had a night of like, yeah, it didn't seem like maybe she could even go to a room or something too. I don't know. I was trying to figure out what was going on, but she just needed to like blow off some steam. Yeah. And uh, I could, I could just relate with that. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm going to go uh, take it out on myself in some way. Yeah. And she had been smoking cigarettes throughout the movie too. And it was oh, that yeah. that's kind of the, the point of those, the cigarettes was she is. It's like self-indulgent or it's woe is me. It's something to that effect of, yeah, she's capable of internalizing something terrible happening to her, trying to make the best <laughs> out of it. But it is, it's not in a healthy way it's in a destructive yeah, it's almost way. it's like the laughing thing where you're you're feeling you want to feel joy so you trick yourself into feeling joy it's like you're feeling pain on the inside so you might as well feel pain physically as well or feel do something right. that is not good for you to go mm -hmm. along with what's going on inside like oh i feel like shit i might as well do something shitty um but i don't know that that whole night that was that was like also a wake up call too, where it was like a purge of the system. And then she came out the other side like she was ready to just fucking move on. And when the oh my god. When she gets the call, I was gonna like ugh, yeah. like don't you know? And then she like she actually like because I think it was maybe a landline or something. Maybe it was a, she knew and she just like listen. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. he says something like, "Gloria, like don't don't let, <laughs> like we can't waste what we have or something like that." He's already like mm -hmm. going down this like fucking bullshit line. Like there was like ugh, it made me relieved to not even listen to whatever possible excuse he had or whatever like line of right. reasoning that he was possibly going to give up. And there, I'm glad the movie didn't like give him too much of an excuse of like oh there is like like you can be empathetic to an to an extent of course but it's like at it, that point no way and i'm not interested either yeah exactly right it's, i'm not interested yeah. and and especially with what the movie is lining up with its main character it just it just accomplishes that so well and nails the finish line and 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 just makes her character that much better uh because not only is that the end of it too, if I could just get to, yeah, keep on going. Yeah. Um, is she has all of his paintball guns still. So she rolls up to his place and he's just like in the front driveway. And then she like takes out like, yeah, I don't know. I've never, I haven't really done paintball. 
<laughs> paintballing or anything, but it looks like a pretty nice new uh, paintball gun. And she just like loads it, <laughs> loads it up and just starts like unloading on his car and his and his person just all over his chest. It's like red paintballs. And it's a uh, it's a great scene. It's just good. It's good movie movie time, like climactic, yeah. climactic fun for a movie of this like energy level. Like that's a good like. Oh, you're gonna ramp it up a bit and have someone do something like, yeah, this is like if you were to do that once, like at all in your life or anything, like you would just be telling that story a lot. Like, oh yeah, like this guy fucking rolled up on him and just like unloaded paintball guns. I don't know, just like that's in front of his wife or, or yeah, they were like coming out or whatever because he was like bringing the groceries home. So mm-hmm. and that's the first time you see them and you see yeah, his, his ex wife has the. So that's the question I wanted. Oh, it's like if she he's actually uh Yeah, is he actually divorced? Yeah. Or divorced. Because I I want to say as well be like he just like he's as he's almost as devoted as a husband would. So he he might as well be. I I don't know. He just seems like he's never completely cut like ripped the band-aid off or something. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, maybe they didn't sign the papers. I, I don't know. I don't know what the what the extent of it is or, or whatever, but he just seems like he's on a leash and he's not willing to cut it off or, 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 uh, yeah, I, I don't know what, uh, what financially this, the situation is as, as well, but he has put himself in a position. He is, it seems like he's put himself in that position. Yeah. For over, sure. Overall, like, and he also can put, take himself out of that position. It, it seems like, um, any like is is just how i read of course how i read how i read the movie and if not like it doesn't really matter either because it's just not for her and it's been proven and he and for him to go out on a limb and express this commitment to jewel to sorry uh, gloria is you know fucked up if that's not the case if he doesn't have the capacity or ability to to live up to those needs that she has then it's really fucked up for him to continually not only express that, but guilt trip her into thinking that it's like her fault for putting him through some sort of emotional turmoil or something like that. Uh, a gaslighting, if you will. But uh, mm-hmm, yeah, uh, I just love, I love the, the poetic kind of justice that happens yeah. with, you know, a little hoisted by his own petard by the his own paintball paintball, paint, paint, a paintball paint. gun and uh then she drops the rest of the guns yeah you see his family running out yelling at her she goes back to her car and laughs and i believe that's how the movie ends mm-hmm. uh no the movie ends with a dance which i always always oh, love yes. i always mm-hmm. love when movies end with a dance uh yeah. i mean this yeah. happens in another round too i mean that's a great movie um mm. you know or like Bollywood movies or something or just it's just it's it's nice you're sending people out like that and damn does she's she's got some moves and it was so much fun to see her uh she was doing this thing with her hand that was like she was like <laughs> shaking her hand and like kind of offbeat sort of like kind of spazzed out sort of way and I thought it was so fun and like avant-garde if you yeah. sound like a fucking <laughs> asshole um <clears throat> but she just ca- strikes me as that kind of person that kind of like uh-huh. thinks in a different likes to think in a, a different way and challenge challenge systems of thinking and i'm yeah yeah no, she, she, no, she for sure cool and how she was dancing and everything too and um 
she's okay with looking silly and it's really about standing out and not doing the same moves and having fun with it because yeah i think there's a way where people look at dancing and they're like this is how i dance and just focusing on that as opposed to just like kind of letting the music flow through you and mm. moving your body however you want to move your body and yeah it's just it's a, such a sweet sweet moment all of it too really yeah leading into um with the paintball stuff because yeah she just looks like a badass doing it she comes out of it just being a total badass because she that was a clear statement of this is this is over and he looks and, like such an idiot and he looks like a fucking loser yeah big whiny baby man <laughs> yeah she's uh, dancing and she's smiling i mean i I like how there's you know there's the moment where she's sitting at the table it's at the it's at her daughter's wedding now that i'm remembering and uh (laughs) she's a little reserved and she's kind of mouthing the words like she usually does when she's driving and uh, it's 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 a romance to oneself because it's like she cannot resist what her inner heart is telling her to do is to laugh and to sing and to dance and that's where the subconscious comes into play all those laughing classes paid off because she's like i can't help it like i've been training for this moment like i i'm at my daughter's wedding this is bigger than uh than whatever i i might be at at this yeah than fucking arnold yeah um because he's a small man small man uh and just that rise and and her ability, just amazing acting ability to have that slow burn into slow singing and then have a guy asking her to dance. She says no. And then you can feel the music building within her to a degree. And then uh, her dancing as well. It's just uh, a lot of fun to watch, you know, and, you know, just to be so comfortable with her body as well. Just to, you know, do a lot of like the full frontal nudity sort, yeah. of, sort of stuff that was yeah i don't know she's she's such a such a beautiful woman and Mm. uh some of those conversations that she was having in those in those scenes as well just has so much warmth to them um and so much love in those moments too that like i like to see just just going off of it of her her body language in general which which i thought was important because it just as a 50 year old woman and, and man in those scenes yeah, they showed the scene where they first made love and and the, everything, but after that, it was more about just pillow talk, which was mm-hmm. just really nice. It was something where they could have like within those moments is a great time to get to know each other because it's already just so intimate, you know. And I thought that came across well between those two. That wasn't like over sexualized. No. And uh just very loving stuff yeah very very loving movie very loving character somebody that yeah i felt inspired and like uh in a way of like man yeah i just i would like to live my life a little bit more glory i want to practice those those boobs Mm -hmm. um and i have that song kind of stuck in my head that's like i was surprised they didn't maybe throw in uh is that that's a van morrison song too right Gloria. Yep. Gloria. That one? Is it Gloria? I don't know. I think so. It sounds right. Yeah. But the, uh, this, the, I got to put the song on my playlist. 
and uh, some of these other songs in this movie. Great soundtrack. Yeah. Perfect casting. I'm going to go through some uh, reviews here if we're ready. Yeah, just I'm going to take one quick pee break. I'll be right back. Okay, yeah. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and get started. Uh, just to remind everybody, 2018 movie, uh, 91% certified fresh critics, 46% audience. Um, we're going to start here with some critics reviews. Let's, uh, let's see here. We'll start with Claudia Puig, Film Week, NPR, KPC, KPCC, NPR, Los Angeles. Julianne Moore is always terrific, but she gives an especially terrific well-rounded performance here. It's nuanced, vulnerable, strong, funny, emotionally rich, and textured. I would have to agree. Uh, I mean, you can't have this movie without a strong performance uh, from from the leading character. Otherwise, you just—I uh, don't know. It's uh, the movie's the movie's called Gloria Bell, so to have the main performance be from someone. Uh, who knows what they're doing is such a key part of it. Part of it. Um, <laughs> Stephanie Zacharek, Time Magazine. We're also angry about the other, whomever that other might be, that it has to come to stand in the way of understanding ourselves. Gloria Bell helps bring us back to that self, whoever he, she, or they might be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm on board for that. Yeah, I, it spoke to me so much, this movie. Yeah, me too um david sims the atlantic why not i can't help myself every single time i see see him i i gotta um sands by itself nicely sands by itself nicely a totally captivating yarn that gives more center stage to do the kind of rich arresting work that actresses in their 50s can rarely find in hollywood yeah i and it's a bummer that i didn't know about oh, this movie yeah <laughs> like it, oh I, that I is found a out really about this movie point. because it's, it's polarizing that's what we do right podcast in our category we created podcasts not everyone's going to create a podcast about polarizing movies so had that not happened to us i'm not sure if i ever wa- ever would have watched it unless i would totally we would, we would do our next podcast which is going to be a 24 <laughs> movie podcast and we probably would <laughs> oh would i thought you were going to <laughs> I thought you were going to mention our Julianne Moore podcast <laughs> oh yes that one too yeah so we're probably going to talk about it two more times Within our lifetime. Yeah. I'm down for both of those things. Uh, Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. Chilean director Sebastian Lelio scores with his own English language remake. Oh, does he do the score as well? Scores with it. Oh, no. Or he just scores. Maybe he's just saying he scores. Oh. Uh, Scores with his own English language remake of his 2013. That's when it was from. 2013 hit and Julianne Moore and Jean Tutorial. John Turturro light up the screen as two 50-somethings finding themselves on the L.A. dance club scene. That's, that's a little pedantic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know about club <laughs> scene. Yeah, what a- that makes it sound like two 50-year-olds trying to be, yeah, they're just going to the club. That's all about clubs. Yeah, they go to yeah. Vegas and they go to, I guess there's a good amount of clubs in this movie. <laughs> did Peter Traver, how did you watch this movie? He watched it on his phone. Uh, <laughs> on an airplane. New York Times, Manola Dargis. As a performer, Moore can go big, and a terrible yowl here pierces the heart. But she's a virtuoso of restraint. Yes. Virtuoso of restraint. I think is something you could put on put on your business card if you're going to go meet, <laughs> meet someone on a blind date. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Clearly not. You just gave me your business card on a blind. You were not a virtuoso of restraint. You need to you need to show a little you bit more to. there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to give this to you back. <laughs> you can take that back. Uh Leah Greenblatt, Entertainment Weekly, more vulnerable but undauntable, lives every moment in her skin, fantastic to the last glorious frame. Uh and then yeah, maybe like two two or three more. The Leo from uh, Richard Lawson from Vanity Fair. The Leo weaves some casual visual poetry into the film, bursts of color and motion that briefly hint at something surreal just on this film's margins. He mostly relies on more, though, with good reason. Do, mm. not, do not blame him. But I mean, he made a whole movie without her, so. Yeah. Right. It's not, I mean, and it's like a shot for shot remake. So, yeah. I Wait, was that also suggesting that the other players in this aren't good? Uh, possibly. It, I it, honestly, I think the, the story itself hinges on that character. So I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if you could tell the story in any other way without it relying on <laughs> whoever's playing <laughs> Gloria. <laughs> 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 is that a is there do we just find a simpleton disguised as a reviewer wait it's like yeah i watched terminator but i don't know you relied too much on that guy who played the terminator <laughs> <laughs> or Patton. i don't know that guy who played Patton. just uh you yeah. know relying a bit too much on him yeah um <laughs> <laughs> a lot of screen time for the main character. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, maybe just, okay. Two more. Stephen Dalton, Hollywood reporter. Gloria Bell maintains a warm, but rigorous, rigorously unsentimental tone, despite material, which could easily lend itself to mockish sentimentality. Yeah. I get where they're coming from with that. Um, it could be, stereotypical and uh, overly sentimental i guess like some uh seppy of the romantic movies uh peter de bruges variety last one here more is great in the movie uncovering and sharing all sorts of new facets to gloria's character but totoro is a revelation really that is a wonderful thing to say because i so uh, yeah we've talked a lot about arnold as the character and that mm-hmm. has been brought to That's life true. by john totoro mm-hmm. and i he yeah what that character is is exactly what he gave it Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was perfect it was perfect yeah quiet man yeah such a revelation he's yeah and to like to lead up to those moments where he does something so kind of out of line i guess yeah you can kind of kind of see it see it coming or you can just see him shaking in his boots a lot i feel like he's Mm -hmm, got those eyes that just kind of like Um, all right, we're going to move over to the audience side, which is a 46%. Nice, cool 46%. Um, Ooh, Chile is in the polar zone. <laughs> it's in the polar zone over here. Um, Eliana, Eliana Seltzer, one star out of five. Excru- oh, the queen of seltzers. Uh, yes, Eliana. <laughs> oh, yes, uh, seltzers. She did. <laughs> she, did, she did seltzer. She made them. She made them. She made the seltzer it, of the, of the seltzer. She had- big seltzer finds time to not like movies okay good to know <laughs> okay yeah she's more of an eliana than a gloria gloriana <laughs> okay i'll stop there 
<laughs> one star out of five titled excruciating really wish there was some way to give this zero stars it was horrible sure some of the actors are great in other films but not in this <laughs> the script was just terrible one painful moment gives away to another painful moment i started wishing the whole thing would end at, at about 30 minutes in completely mundane not even interesting completely clueless writing don't waste your money well you use completely twice there so whatever um she wasn't into it as i what i get out of that um yeah that review is interesting because it's mundane it doesn't sound like mundane is what she had a problem with at the beginning and then it switched over to boring it was almost like it was actively being bad and then it just became boring and that's why it was bad and uh, yeah uh you, you agree you agree though that this movie is can be perceived as boring not that it is sure i like i get that per perception and with indie movies particularly like indie comedy drama you want the like a Noah Baumbach movie or something like that, mm -hmm. which I love. Uh, right. Someone, it maybe is not looking for that sort of thing. They de deal with enough shit in their lives or or something like that, where they want a little bit more escapist, or you want something that's gonna like take you away from from real real drama and and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm but uh, I, I feel like I've. If if I were to relate with that or something too, yeah, it'd just be like, well, what like what really happens in this movie? Like, it's uh, and it's slow and it and it's plotting or some or something like that. Or, but I'm just trying to think in general terms of what you would criticize some some indie dramas for. And I'm trying to think of the worst version of this movie of what it would mm -hmm. be. Um, and for me, it would be more so like sharp and like pointed with what it's trying to do and trying to totally. like have jokes and stuff. Uh, like the jokes would be the big thing, like when yeah. they get to Vegas, there's like all this like mm -hmm. luck be a lady tonight. And then they like yeah. open the windows and it's like, womp, womp, womp. Mm -hmm. like some of that stuff. And then they like look at Durant and then she puts her, his phone in the soup and they're like, let it dip it up. It's like, and then they like make fart and then they fart or something. <laughs> <laughs> i'll have what she's having yeah i don't know that's i could watch that yeah movie. maybe I, okay maybe i came up with a better movie um, you know what's so funny in a parallel universe i think that's what it's uh isn't this romantic what it is you know and we it's possible we saw him so we yeah it's could not be this but in my mind and i'm solely basing it off the poster and the who the who's in it like yeah it just it would have been that where it's a lot more jokes and it would have leaned more on a comedy mm -hmm. um but then like i don't know there's something about poster design too where i could see someone looking at this poster and being like that looks boring mm. like i it's it's a fine design of a poster but it is kind of just like bare of just like a very simple glor you know gloria bell and then Julianne Moore looks cool dancing with a with a nice with her you know patented smile and all that, but eh, movie movie posters in general have gotten kind of boring. Um, mm. But this one was kind of kind of bare a little bit too, and I could see someone just being like, "Eh, that's probably just a movie about 
nothing glory. <laughs> about yeah who's glory whatever i don't know it's, yeah it's who's glory and why do gonna, i give a shit it's gonna be oscar <laughs> like I, it's gonna be oscar bait or something and i don't give it i don't give a shit or, or whatever but on, yeah i just i never had that perception i never heard about this movie uh and i can imagine some of these criticisms might have to do with yeah, maybe the pacing and the the plotting nature of it to to some people. If you're if you're not into, it's a little bit of a slow burn. It's a little bit of a, a little bit of a slow burn, <laughs> if I had to say. Um, yeah. I'll go to someone uh, named Loves Books. Wow. Oh, okay. Um, That's cool. Titled one out of five. Uh, sorry, the rated one out of five stars. Titled worst ever. Uh. I've been watching movies for over 50 years, and this is just the worst. There are no redeeming qualities to this very strange plot line. Hated it. I usually admire Julianne Moore. She must have been desperate to make this film. Buy a good book. Join the circus. Do anything but watch this movie. Didn't finish it. Of course, this person would recommend to buy a book. They love books. That's love their books. main problem. You should have, I mean, they should have yeah. just been reading a book instead. Um, <laughs> Gabby, one star out of five, titled Don't, Just Don't. This is possibly the worst 101 minutes I've ever spent in my life. I have watched bad movies in the past, but this is the worst. People saying this is the worst. Yeah, that, that man, it's definitely not that. <laughs> people saying they uh, just, don't, just it, don't finish it. Yeah, they're saying they yeah, want to wrap it up 30 minutes in. See, they want to wrap it up when she gets with. To Toro, and then they're like, "Oh, we got to watch them like go through relationship problems." But yeah, that's what I, I don't know. I, I really like that. I mean, it, it yeah, the way the trailer made this movie seem is that it was going to yeah. have more jokes, mm -hmm. and it was going to be a little bit more of a rat a tat tat red partee mm -hmm. thing going on, where it's like a snappy, but you know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like crazy more fun love or something. <laughs> yeah, this movie's is fun in a yeah a much more rewarding but not as upfront way there's no joke <laughs> i wasn't really laughing there's there's not really jokes like i was endeared to certain parts um and like seeing seeing their relationship form and their love form um in in a, in a way that was natural and it had those i it really did have rises and falls um to it mm -hmm. uh We'll go on to Karen, one star out of five, titled So Bad, Hate, 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 Stop, Please, Make It Stop. I did watch it all the way through to see if there was even a glimmer of hope because of the actors being the best in the world. The lead character has literally no redeeming qualities. If you could care less she finds love, sex, or any kind of happiness, she is such a dud. The lead actor is more intriguing, but the plot is uneven and uneventful. You will wish you never started. Leave it and save your brain from the misery. Really, no redeeming Jeez. qualities to Gloria. She did not that find any redeeming, any redeeming qualities. Go to a laughing yoga class or play some paintball. Who did you like? Who did they like? Did they like anybody in the movie? They're they're just like rooting no. for Totoro or something or. Redeeming qualities. They didn't like anything about it. They were yeah. just completely against this movie and all that it stood for, which means that I think they just hate love. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. That's and, and, and that's what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
You're definitely not going to get it that way by talking like that. So just a word of advice. I will do uh, maybe two more. Jack Tierney, one star out of five, titled Horrible Film. This is one of the worst films I've watched in a long time. I've watched it after reading a positive review by uh, Manola Dargis of the New York Times, which we read today. Yeah. Nothing entertaining, <laughs> enjoyable, or redeeming about it. Uh, yep, yeah, we read that review after the fact. And uh, what are you going to yeah. do? Well, I guess he's not going to be reading any Dargis anytime soon. <laughs> not trusting Dargis anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Skipping uh-huh. that in the New York Times. Um, I'll do one, one more. Lori one three three one star out of five. It couldn't get more awful. One star is too much. A terrible waste of time. Why did good actors buy into this terrible script? The soundtrack is the only element that assists somewhat to get you through that movie. A coma is more interesting than these characters. <gasps> Boom! <laughs> Boom! Gotcha! Gotcha! Pop, you pop. should be. You should move on over to that critic side. Lori one thirty three. Um, those are the feelings of the two, two sides of the argument here. Um, let us go on to our own personal thoughts about Mm -hmm. it. Uh, I'll go ahead and start here. If you don't mind, El, Brandini. Um, this was a, uh, thoroughly enjoyable movie for me. Like I didn't, uh, have a point, uh, well, let's I, let's see. I, I'll I'll go ahead and start there, but also I feel like I have been giving this a lot of praise, and I think we started to touch on some of the criticism, so maybe I can start with some of that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, if if I can say any criticisms, I'd say maybe there is a little bit of floating around and like matter of fact lines kind of thrown around, and maybe you don't get the full. Uh, it's the situations aren't fully clear. Um, you know between some, some of the dialogue and and between some of the characters and everything and how it uh, starts the movie, maybe to some, it might be, be a little bit meandering about where it's, where it's kind of going and who this person is and, and, and why you should care. Um, Although I say all those criticisms again, some of the, some of that stuff I think works in its favor so much. I like being kind of, thrown around and like woken up in a day in her life and seeing kind of the hustle bustle of the morning and not fully catching everything and just kind of getting an overall sense and feel of who this person is and kind of having them do a little more show than tell and have her having her just like going out to these clubs and having these interactions with these people and you can tell about who she is through her energy and her spirit and uh to know that it was already a made movie and it was essentially shot for shot remade was um was something that that was that after the fact i knew it was a remake but it was really what really was shot for shot i I believe seeing that trailer as well for the for the original one and that makes me happy to know this is in my mind a worldwide uh can see and universal feeling and emotion and way to approach life and it's all kind of multifaceted nuanced sort of ways. And I think in order to get into the, so those sort of things, you can't have so clear and brazen sort of rises and falls of, uh, of something or something that's going to be so stereotypical and, and exactly how a romantic movie is, is told. I thought I like that this one 
it was a little more gentle with it, kind of how it had those rises and falls. And I think it was true to who the characters were in terms of Julie, sorry, uh, Gloria and uh, Arnold. And I appreciate the respect that it gave both of those characters and didn't trash either one of them too much, even how, however much Arnold fucked up. You know, he deserved some paintballs in the chest and to be kind of like embarrassed a bit, whatever. Like that was, that was all in good fun, I thought, and a, and a fun way to leave it. And she was still laughing and dancing at the end of the day. And to leave the movie with that was like a very positive feeling for me, a very triumphant sort of affirmative, uh, affirmative to, to oneself sort of feeling on a movie that we picked for kind of a Valentine's day sort of time. And it's something that I think in my own life I've been trying to employ is, is kind of have more self love and have more of like a good self, uh, monologue dialogue with like with yourself and to have more of a sense of self-worth and to put yourself out there and embrace life and not be scared of it and uh, too set in your ways about like how you think things are supposed to be. And like you have to live up to those expectations of like how things are supposed to be and to try to be open to change and uh, but also be very present and to see someone go through that in a very like graceful way she's such a graceful person but also very strong willed and had strong convictions and also had a, had an effect on everyone around her including people that she had divorced from her ex-husband she was still having a positive effect on him even if she was yeah. directly in his life which john totoro could have learned from like you can still have this positive effect you don't need to be there day in day out um that's up to them and if they can't do it they can't do it like that's not your responsibility anymore and he couldn't do it and that's not her problem um but she cared greatly for her children and that was just like a given for her and then as in terms of how she took care of herself that was really like a big takeaway as i've been saying um and in terms of yeah like the i've talked about like the structure of the movie I do really appreciate seeing people, yeah, in, in their 50s go through a relationship and not have it be like the ending of like, oh, they got together, everything's going to be great. It was, they had like a night together that went really well. They decided to pursue it more. And life kind of gets in the way and their own differing personalities and priorities didn't mesh and didn't work out. And she is better for it and she's able to like leave it and move on and focus on what really matters her family and her daughter uh getting married and everything like that and not only was she graceful i thought the the movie was done very gracefully as well and by the director and um it was shot like super solidly super uh i think maybe the if I criticize, yeah, maybe the purple was like a little overdone. Like that lighting was a little overdone in certain dance scenes and that club like could have been spruced up a little bit in certain, certain times and places. Like maybe one of the nights might look a little different and like, Hey, we're having like a disco night. We're having like this. They were just like, <laughs> they would go back each night and it kind of like just looked the same each night. 
yeah it'd be kind of nice if like some of that stuff changed because it almost and even them like <clears throat> one of the one of the times like them uh making love like they i don't know just like the lighting in their place kind of looks similar to some of that stuff just looked like it was shot on the same day or something in the same light uh but i understand this wasn't made with like the highest amount of money or anything and i thought they did a a, a wonderful job and uh I get all the I get all the praise for Julianne Moore. Um, some of the criticisms. This is going to be one where it'll be like more of like a bummer that people feel that way, and it kind of frustrating that maybe people don't get it. I should mention on Rotten Tomatoes, there's only f- like 500 ratings uh, from audience members on this one uh, compared to 200 ratings by critics. So there's almost as many audience members voting as critics, which is kind of like not the usual for us. It's usually a lot of audience members for whatever movie. And then like, just like, uh, less like critics. I, I don't know. There's not really, yeah, yeah. no, you're right. This yeah. is almost even, it's kind of like a weird sort of thing. It seemed like it was, yeah. Like critics were going to like it a lot and, uh, whatever audience members did see it just didn't respond well. And, uh, why that is the case. I think we kind of went through the, with the reviews and that, um, that uh this type of movie uh is um my type of thing uh uh, i'll give it let's see what will i give it Mm -mm 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 -mm. i'll give it a 90 i I think that's i think that's it's not like it's not like a perfect uh movie that i'm gonna watch all the time or or uh you know it does kind of like like uh flow through me a bit and and i'll always think about it when i think about julianne more now yeah um but yeah i mean i it's just like i'm pretty like on with the critics i think here is is like somewhere between like in 85 to, to 90 i'd say and i'll, I'll go high because uh it has um it had it had everything that that a movie like like this should have and i don't see a lot of movies like this oh yeah yeah um again i've mentioned it already but i'll reiterate it again is that this movie to me seems like it was a, a very authentic telling of what a person at this age of this gender of the yeah just time and human existence is what they're interested in what they're going through what matters to them and yeah it was so wonderful to get that perspective because i i am not on a regular basis exposed to it and it just shows the plight of you know every human and their existence and what they have to go through and all of it is very nuanced and difficult but really having it matters so greatly having a positive uh, outlook on things, or at least the confidence to know that another day will happen and I can make a decision again. And I'm going to put myself out there to like have the ability to have the question is getting asked, or I'm putting myself in this situation to experience those things is really wonderful. Uh, This yeah, visually, this movie was a little on the boring side for me, so I wouldn't give it like I'm I'm pretty close to where you're at. I just visually there's certain things I did really enjoy about it and the music I really enjoyed. But yeah, the I, I 
sometimes it's just it's very um, economical as <laughs> I've used that term already, but it's very economical. And I don't want to fault the movie for that because it being in a different language makes, you know, the translation here is successful because it's so pointed and it's so simple and it's so reduced to really feeling fundamental things and not straying too far going too deep into that. And again, that would be, it's, I understand why they did that, but it's my criticism of it is, is that maybe with the relationship with Michael Sarah, that could have been longer. What if, you know, Sean Astin actually had some, like maybe what if he was there the next day or helped in, you know, called her up later, or they had a conversation more than just kind of like drunken babble. Like there wasn't really a whole lot that he uh, genuinely said that mattered in those moments. And he could have been maybe, um, you know, facilitated like coming out of the, that relationship into a new one what she and already applying what she learned um which i guess maybe she did by just not you know hook, like really hooking up with them but anyways um and i really enjoy julianne more this is such a wonderful performance and i want people i i, I want people to see it get out there like see this movie um but yeah i it's it, not a whole lot happens it's so much of a like a thing that you have to internalize to think about yourself like oh man you know uh, family and relationships and time and coping with time and and self-worth all of those concepts are worth thinking about and this movie presents them made me think about them and, and i really appreciate the movie for doing that um i think i'm gonna give this a 95 percent. not that i think i know i'm giving it a 95 percent amazing dude that that is uh i love to be in the same camp on this on this movie and it's it's one of those things that uh we said at the beginning it was it was down to a coin toss mm-hmm. and based on that coin toss yeah I, I got a lot more out of it and you know i i don't know i think our last couple like ants and collateral <laughs> collateral beauty oh. which maybe i think collateral cool. beauty could aspire to have the effect maybe yeah, that this oh movie gosh, might yeah. might have on me um that's a it's a hard thing to compare but uh it just uh i i was emotional and in moments that i didn't expect to be emotional i i was just going to bring up cuz i didn't throughout the podcast and we can move on but the i don't know the poetry reading scene by John Totoro was so oh yeah we did man yeah. it was so great and it, it made me very emotional mm-hmm. and it was so great that they were able to have that moment together and and have it just i don't know it was so charged and it meant so much and you could tell their chemistry was great just yeah. amazing performers and and able to ad lib in in a, in a way as well and listen to each other and and let the scene breathe and not jump on top of each other with everything it was uh, uh yeah it was wonderful really really good stuff um and that was uh, our little uh, valentines day uh, message to you with our uh, our podcast voices and um you know <laughs> we uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about our, our next movie here uh and you know we were we were figuring out all our all our scheduling stuff i think what might be best brandon is to uh go ahead and insert this one in our in our lineup as as our next episode after collateral beauty and then uh and then the next one will be Night at the Roxbury. What do you what Night say you Roxbury. to that? Because if that you're sounds good to me. if you're confused right now, you listen to this whole podcast or whatever, and you're confused why 
last week we said we we're going to do night at the roxbury and we showed up with this one um it was a uh, it was a little snafu and in a little it's scheduling a little though. scheduling stuff and uh don't you worry we got your night at the roxbury on the way we got two episodes in one week if any yeah yeah and uh i i want to do another man i'm i'm ready i want to i want to keep keep this train going it's it's been so fun and uh yeah so yeah, night at no. the roxbury will be our uh our movie next i know i think i think last week we went out on what is love so i think that's why yeah I feel like I had, there, was so much, there was just so much hype everybody's been talking about that and then the roxbury and episode <laughs> right <laughs> and then people are listening to this whole episode up until now being like what the wait a minute that? they didn't talk about it at all no um yeah this this was wow what a this this one snuck up on me and I, yeah, me i'm too. glad we were able to to share it together um mm-hmm. please join us next week for night at the roxbury if you'd like to get in touch with us further um polarized pod on twitter uh, you got. You can talk to us there. Um, reach out to us. Ask us uh, any questions, requests, um, any like ideas for like movies or anything like that. Uh, what polarizes you? What's your What's your polar zone? Huh? Tell me your hashtag polar zone out there. All you All your polar bears. And uh, what gets you What gets you? Uh, are you like uh, over the? the the way like toilet paper holder person are you under how do you do it what are your what's your polarizing <laughs> well we're going to expand this past movie we're going to find all the polarizing things in life now um yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh you can talk to us there and then we're streaming this as we speak if you ever want to yeah, stop by yeah. live you might catch us on twitch.tv slash polarized pod um we're uh we'll we'll throw you in the what we're saying in the chat we got blarge here that's that's uh saying great pod boys one for the books gg poggers you know you got the classic yeah classic uh twitch speak that you can be per you to um and then yeah we i think uh i think that pretty much does it yeah if you want to rate review subscribe on apple that's a big help as well this has been a true pleasure brandini please anything that you wish to share with the lovely people no uh that you nailed it uh i will just say yeah again happy belated valentine's day to everybody out there and to you james and to you um we love you all yeah even you know unless you were to ditch us in 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 uh, vegas in vegas uh yeah we'll 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 be very sad but please don't do that (laughs) all right love you guys we'll see see you next time we'll find out what love is (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.